guards, no masters, only helpful advice. It's Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. Take two. Hi, Justine. <laughs> How are you? I'm here. Yay, that's great news. I don't know. I think I must have hung up on you. Sorry there about that, mate. But uh, we've got some... Got some ones to get stuck into this morning uh, from the BFM listenership uh, about sort of workplace bits and pieces that have been maybe getting them down. Somebody has texted us uh, this morning to say, Hey Justine, day into my week of annual leave I caught the flu and the rest of my week I was out sick. Can I get this changed to sick leave? My manager said I couldn't but that doesn't seem right. Um, yeah, that's because your manager's wrong. Um, annual leave is supposed to be for rest and recreation, and your sick leave is when you're unwell, right? Um, if no one would, if no one could change their annual leave to sick leave when they got unwell and they weren't able to take that really important rest and recreation, that wouldn't be good um, for you know the employer and productivity. No, no. Um, so yeah, no, you absolutely can get that changed, and your manager's talking out of their ass. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is it is disturbing that you know they would just say that because that's just not the case. I've had that changed myself. I mean, I, I, I don't even I wouldn't say it even varies from workplace to workplace. That is the standard, so right. I would definitely follow that one up. What's the best way to approach following that one up? If you've, I mean, I'm imagining if this is a uh, if a manager's saying that maybe they can't be bothered to change it or yeah, something. I would, I would say so. Yeah. So what what's the best way to bring that up? Yeah, if you have an HR department, I might start there or, um, yeah, or go above your manager just to ask casually rather than, you know, formally, just first and foremost, start yep. there. Um, and, and, you know, um, again, if you are in a unionised workplace and that doesn't work, that's a good thing to call your union, um, you know, about because a union organiser could help you with that. Okay, excellent stuff. What else we got here, Zoe? Um, this person says, Hi Justine, my workmates have all just stopped wearing their masks. Tips on how to get everyone at work to give a shit again. Oh, this is a good question. And I think like, you know, walking around at the moment, you can definitely see that mask wearing has lapsed a little bit um, in places where it's still, you know, technically required. Um, I think the way that you get people to give it shit again, well, firstly, like, I do think this is a role for any health and safety rep in the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure that people are abiding by the rules to keep us all healthy and safe. And, you know, at the moment, in certain settings, that's wearing a mask. Um, I think in most indoor settings where, you know, you're working closely with people who aren't in your household, wearing a mask is a good idea. Um, In terms of getting people to give a shit again, I've been talking to people about the importance of just making places like accessible for people who are vulnerable disabled or immune compromised yeah you know i think it's really important that people are able to um these people you know like that that vulnerable people are able to live their lives and it's not a big ask to wear a mask Mm -hmm. (laughs) to enable people to do that um so you know especially if you're working in a front-facing role i think just um yeah like like reminding people that there are people who you know who if they get COVID it's really it could be a very very serious thing and they do Mm -hmm. also deserve to be able to live their lives and we're not you know it's not a huge inconvenience to wear a mask also there's a new variant okay so (laughs) no no pissing around yeah (laughs) yeah so you can get it again so just put on your mask for goodness sake totally (laughs) uh we've got one from someone who said uh my friend works in a company that sounds pretty toxic it's quite small and the people have been there for a very long time it's their business in brackets uh my friend is fairly new and they've all sort of ganged up on her for 
taking her lunch break and leaving on time, saying that she sees this as a job, not as a career. This is all true. She doesn't want to work at this place for forever, but she's making bank, so wants to stay for a bit longer. Is there a good way to assert boundaries while also staying on people's good side? I feel like that's one that many people would be able to apply. Mm. Well, firstly, I can't believe that um, your friend would dare to take her lunch break and leave on time. <laughs> How so that's bloody good. dare. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just beyond the pale. Um, you know, this is actually a really good example of how small businesses where you're working alongside owners can be really um, tough workplace environments because, um, you know, they've got obviously a lot um, invested in the business and they're wanting to maximize um your your work um and so it's, it's difficult right it can be kind of fraught mm-hmm. working with um with a business owner and um, so, so i just want to like acknowledge that i think like we talk a lot about small businesses but i think for workers it can be really difficult working alongside the owners just because there's this like drive to get yeah, maximized output mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. um now in terms of ganging up on you because you um I don't know, took your lunch break and you were leaving on time. I know, and you, you see this as a job, not a career. I do think it's a little bit of, I, I, I know that this is common, especially in small businesses. It's very much a red flag, though. Um, you know, you're legally entitled to take your lunch break. Obviously, you, you should be allowed to leave on time. Um, there's no issue, that, you know, like, what do you mean see it as a job, not a career? Are you offering a career? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is a job. But in terms of how you can kind of just assert those boundaries, what I would do is, you know, I tend, I, I, would, I would bring it up, but in a very casual way. Like, I find that the most um, productive way to bring up, to talk about difficult things is to just say it in a really friendly, casual way. Totally. Um, you know, uh, and and just conversationally, um, but to make clear that you know you sort of um, that's yeah that's like not okay, and you're kind of and it is you know it's like hey you know actually I am going to take my lunch break and I'm going to leave on time because I have other commitments, but I'll let my work speak for myself. I think that you know I'm producing yeah. really excellent stuff, so um, you know I'd rather focus on work rather than like all this other stuff which I don't think is really relevant. Mm-hmm. Like I would bring it up like that in a real casual way. Um, and just see how you go because people tend to respect it when you're able to just, you know, push back a little bit mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a very direct way but also in a non-confrontational way. That is my advice. Direct totally. but non-confrontational. Totally. This is kind of uh, similar to, I think, when we had a couple of weeks ago from somebody who was getting texts from their boss after hours and it's like, you, don't, you know, you don't have to do that so you can just turn your phone off <laughs> or uh, exactly. do a little fudge, say you were busy or doing something else, you know, you, don't, you don't owe that time but, you, you know, owe... you don't have to get you know... into a confrontation either. No, exactly. You don't have to have a fight, right? It's not a fight. Um, it's just standing up for yourself and it doesn't need to be a confrontation, but you do need to stand up for yourself and, you know, and you, if you're if you know, like, and there shouldn't be consequences for that. No. There shouldn't be consequences for that. And if, and if there, there if, are... Yeah, I was going to say, right. if someone's worried about consequences coming from this, because that sort of sounds yeah. like something that this person's friend might be concerned about here, what would be your advice for that scenario? Okay, so if there are consequences um, from something as simple as, you know, just <laughs> saying, hey, can I take my lunch break? Um, I would just be documenting every single interaction I have from that point on because you're getting into kind of shady territory where they might, um, you know, like if an employer is going to discriminate or behave in a way that's going to disadvantage you in the workplace or if they are behaving like that, you just need to document it, okay? Every email, every conversation, the dates that it happened because um, there might, you know, you might actually be 
it, it, it's, it's illegal behaviour and you do have the right to take a personal grievance against an employer that does this. Um, and a personal grievance, it means, you know, like um, it would go to mediation, it could go to court as well. I'm not saying you need to go through a whole hassle, but when your rights are being infringed upon at work, it's just take the note and then you can make the decision later whether you want to like escalate it, but it shouldn't be happening. And um, yeah. You should Excellent. be definitely keeping a record of that. Well, very wise advice as always, Justine. We'll talk to you again in a fortnight. Take care. Sounds good. You too, Rachel. Bye. Yeah. Take that, the man. Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union Representative Justine Sachs. Thank you, Justine.